Welcome to Art Talk with April. I'm April Harris. I'm the artist of Inked April, located in Birmingham, Alabama. And this podcast is going to be about all things art. We'll talk about books, invite some artists to interviews, and much, much more. Let's get started. Welcome to Art Talk with April. Today we have Kitty Smothers, who is a wonderful artist here in Alabama. And Kitty, um, just love to have you on. And I'm so excited to talk to you further and learn more about you. What kind of art do you make? Thank you so much, April, for having me. I've just been really excited about this. And um, I guess I'm most known in my area for um, portraits, for portrait paintings, um, mostly working in acrylics. Um, I do some oils and, you know, I like to explore gouache and watercolor and everything and pencil, but, you know, mostly acrylics. So I've been painting those um, and selling those, working with different families for about 25 years now. Mm-hmm. And I would say, um, you know, I mainly focus like in my artwork is more of a realism with a, a dash of impressionism. And I'm, I'm always striving to kind of loosen up my brushwork uh, a little bit, you know, as I can, but basically portraits. And, um, and lately, you know, I've been doing some more personal work. That is what I, I mostly enjoy doing is, is the figurative and portrait work. Yeah, I really love the things that you've been doing, and I'm so impressed by your portrait work because that's something that I personally really struggle with, and I know how much skill it takes to truly capture somebody, and when you're taking on commissions for people who, you know, you're painting their loved ones, they could be people who passed away or their children or, and It's so emotional. The collector really has an emotional attachment to the painting itself. Mm -hmm. And there's so much pressure there. (laughs) We'll be happy with it because it's one of those things I feel like they have so much emotional attachment to it that when they see it for the first time, they Mm want to have this. Mm -hmm. Uh Aha moment. (laughs) And you're like, (laughs) yes, yes, it is a lot of pressure. And like, um, you know, I usually work with clients back and forth. I'll um, either will Facebook Messenger or I'll text them. Uh, And I don't really, I don't often like to send progress photos because a painting, you know, it gets really ugly before it gets really good. And, you know, the preliminary stages of a, of a piece of artwork are, you know, little layers of color that you've laid on and it's, um, it doesn't look like much. And just yeah. about every portrait that I start on, there is a point that I just kind of want to throw it away, you know, so you don't want to show anybody that. <laughs> but um, whenever I have it kind of where I feel like it, you know, I'm getting close to completion and I'll send a, a photo and I'm just kind of waiting on a response with my my breath kind of held, you know, kind of waiting. Are they going to love it? Are they going to hate it? You know, I don't know. But it's like sending your child out there, you know, on, on the stage. And you know that they're frightened to death of, you know, what the audience is going to say. But, you know, you got you to gotta put it out there anyway. So, yeah, it is, it's like putting your child out there and then, you know, just kind of waiting uh, to see what they say. So it can, it can be really, really um, pressure laden and uh, anxiety ridden. And then, you know, of course, if you get back so many different responses and, you know, hopefully it's it's a good one. Uh, and you do, you know, you have those occasional times where, you know, it's it's negative and, and it hurts and it's personal, you know. Um, so yeah, there's, there's just a lot of emotion on both sides that go in, you know, yeah, really there much, is. Yeah, just as much as it's an emotional thing, uh, and an emotional connection for the client. It's also very, very personal for me. Yeah, yeah. I, th- that's so true. I don't know why I hadn't thought about that part of it, because that's the reason why I don't do them. <laughs> It's because of my own experience with that part of it. I did a portrait in 2012 Mm -hmm. and it was two young boys that had passed away. Mm 
Mm. And I don't know if it was a car accident or something like that. And I couldn't get it right. And they, they had, I had to redraw it three times mm-hmm. and it came down to, I'm so sorry. I don't think I can do any better. Here's your money. Please yeah. take the artwork. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point I was like, I just don't feel like, char- I don't feel like I can charge people and do this for them. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I just totally get it. I'm like, oh my gosh. You are so amazing that you do what you do. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you, I there is a painting that I have right now hidden in my closet. Yeah. And I never bring that painting out. But it, um, you know, after around 25 years of, you know, I've got some, some skill and some time behind me, but I worked on this one uh, portrait for, for this client and I were, I put so many hours into it, so much work, um, you know, uh, being a, uh, an artist who also has a full-time and a part-time job, you know, you come home from work and, you know, maybe you're working on your painting in your living space Mm -hmm. with your children running around. And, you know, I often ask for their feedback, but I had, so much time put into this portrait and so much work put into it. And so anyway, I send the photo to, to the client to kind of, you know, give them a look at it. And I was feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. And uh, her response was, you know, um, I, this is just not working out. Uh, she said, I've asked my husband and he just, it doesn't look like, uh, you know, our, our child and our grandchild. And, um, we're just, I don't want this painting and I huge setback for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I tried to, which I always do with, with clients, I want to make them happy, you know, and we'll work as long as they'll work with me. If I have to keep working on something over and over again, you know, the ultimate goal is for them to be, to be happy with it. But um, this client was not willing to, you know, continue working with me. So, I mean, I think that everybody has got those, um, maybe you call them failures, challenges, you know, things that we hide in our learning experiences. So, you know, that's mine. Maybe one day I'll paint over it, you know, but it's definitely, definitely a learning experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get started in art? Did you start when you were a child or when you were older or what's your story there? Well, um, I was raised and I currently live in Troy, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was raised in a, a really rural area, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. But my dad is an artist and a musician. I come from a really musical family. My mom was a nurse and she was always really supportive of me. And I'm the baby of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother, has he's an artist as well. And um, so, you know, I, I just had those influences around me whenever I was I was very small and it was kind of a way to um, connect with my dad. And I had that in common. And so, yeah, I started when I was really little and I think, you know, and maybe you tell me how you feel, but I think that as as little girls, that we always kind of ask that question, you know, what makes me worthy or who am I, or what is my thing? You know, like I wasn't good at sports. I love drawing, you know, I love drawing. Um, And my peers and my family, you know, they kind of told me that I was good at it. And so that part of me just became my identity, you know, as I was even really super young you know I was I was an artist at that age and um so yeah I can always remember drawing from a very very young age I don't remember a time when when I wasn't drawing you know and and I also I had a teacher that was um she I can remember when I was young I was well maybe fourth grade I can remember her inviting me to stand in front of the class and to teach a little, you know, oh. give a little example. Yeah, teach yeah. a little class how to create uh, greeting cards with construction paper. Oh, how fun. So, you know, little, yeah, little things like that that just kind of um, made me feel like, okay, so this is my thing now, you know, yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah, I just started really, really young and I've yeah. always enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I feel very, I feel, I feel you. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I empathize with that. And then you just love doing, you know, any kind of project as a child that's creative and artistic. You're like, yes, this is where I can get an A or something. <laughs> yes, yes. I can remember, you know, uh, trying, you know, things like the spelling bee. I can remember that my word that I got out on was blizzard and <laughs> you know, I knew pretty early on that uh academics you know I'm pretty good but I'm also pretty average in that so uh art was more was more my jam so yeah. I always that you know I'd always had like a um a big imagination love to play playing yeah. became really real for me you know and so that was just always just what I found my, um, my joy in. Yeah. Yeah. Just part of, part of your spirit kind of, you know, like who you are from the beginning, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so did you not, not that it matters, but did, did you go to school or anything for art? Well, um, my first art class was in high school. So, yeah. um, I found early on that I just, I mean, I knew I was going to love art class. I couldn't wait until I got in high school and I got to start art class yeah. and I just really fell in love with it. And my art teacher, she was just really, you know, encouraging and, uh, you know, you know, she would, you know, talk about my artwork and, um, just really give me a lot of opportunities to expand on the lessons that, yeah. that I was in. And I can remember one particular uh, semester, I did not enjoy drama as much as I thought I would. So I was so lucky to be put in two periods of art class. And yeah, I just yeah. thought that was amazing, you know, so <laughs> so she would kind of let me sit in the back of the class and just create, create for hours, awesome. you know, and, so it was wonderful, but she was really instrumental in my life. Her name is Miss Sylvia Helms. And she just kind of encouraged me. She said, um, when you, she said, you need to go to college for something that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was my passion. My passion was art. I loved it. It was like I was driven to create art, even if yeah. it was little doodles you know, on an envelope or whatever. So I ended up uh, when I graduated high school, I got a, um, a small scholarship and I, I went and I got a BS in studio art at um, Troy University, which was, you know, my local college. And mm -hmm. I met so many wonderful artists there, uh, instructors there. Um, I apprenticed under Nall Hollis, which is an internationally known yeah. artist, you know, had a, a lot of good experiences um, meeting different artists and and some of my college professors, even now, you know, we, we have a great relationship and we work together on different things. So, you know, that was a wonderful experience in my life to have that BS. And then actually years later, uh, I, this is going to sound crazy, but I went back to school and I got an MS in counseling and psychology. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, some people are like counseling and psychology. What does that have to do with art? But yeah. <laughs> For me, art is really introspective. It's so closely intertwined with my mental health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have gone through, you know, some trauma, who hasn't, you know, yeah. different experiences. And I struggled a lot with, you know, panic attacks and anxiety when I was a teenager. And so I really wanted to work on myself mm -hmm. and I wanted to kind of help others. So those two uh, degrees just really art. You don't have to have a degree to do art. You don't need anything to do art other than to just to show up and be your, your best self. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those, those are the background that I have and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for those opportunities. Yeah, that's really interesting because that's something that I myself have been thinking about a lot more is how art is has become such a therapeutical thing for me now as an adult. It's like, wow, this is just this makes me feel better, you know. And yeah. so I think it is, it's absolutely connected. And that's really interesting that you have those two degrees under your belt, because to me, it, those are connected, you know? And, you know, whenever I was earning my MS, I worked with a group home for uh, juvenile girls who had 
you know, been in some trouble. And so yeah. um, they were in this group home setting, a lot of them for six to eight weeks. And uh, art therapy was something that I really worked with yeah. them on. And, you know, that just really captured my heart to see these girls from different backgrounds and situations and struggles. And, you know, a lot of them had never even thought about art, had never tried art or anything yeah. like that. And so I was able to work with them and kind of pull a lot of them out of their element and just to be able to see what art it opened up a I don't know a channel so that they were able to process so many different things you know um and they were able also to see that you know hmm maybe that's something that I I might also be good at that I you know maybe I can try that that's something that I never even considered before yeah um So, you know, that was also a passion that kind of developed during that time is just being able to share that with other people. And um, it really challenged, challenged me and it stretched me too. So it was, it was a beautiful thing to see some of the things that, that these young girls were creating. And then to also to hear them talk about the meanings connected Mm -hmm. with, with those pieces of artwork, because, you know, I think that that's something that is important to a lot of us as artists is that our work is meaningful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was, that was a beautiful thing and a beautiful time in my life to be able to work with those young, young women. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. I could just imagine because, um, and a lot of, I think younger artists struggle with that and younger people too. There's this point where I think all human beings come to this place where they're like, that's not something I can do, or that's something that I like to do. Mm -hmm. And to me, creating and being creative making art is this like the most human thing Mm -hmm. to do you know and it's such a way it's like this other like you said another channel to express what's going on and it for some reason using your hands and really thinking about you know how you feel about something and expressing it it's not necessarily that this art has to be MoMA quality art or something yeah it's the activity of it that is honestly the most important part of it is the activity of it the the processing of the making you know instead of just I can't do this I I can't draw a stick figure you know kind of person I guess with me that's something that's that's always kind of been a challenge when you create something you are being extremely vulnerable especially if you share that with other people yeah and you know that's one thing with these young women that I worked with is that you know when you have people that are coming from uh backgrounds that was extremely traumatic maybe households where you know, their parents were on drugs or maybe they were on drugs or maybe, you know, they had been assaulted or, you know, all of these really sad stories. And then you ask them to take a sheet of uh, drawing paper and to draw something that is meaningful to them and then share that with others. You know, I would see girls a lot of times just want to shut down and they don't want to share anything with anybody because, you know, they, they had received so much negativity in their life and know that we're, we're here for you and we're not going to judge you or shut you down. You know, and like you said, your artwork doesn't have to be, you know, Mona Lisa level. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, something that is going to hang in a gallery, but as long as you know that you're, you're creating something that's true to who you are as a person and is very honest, that is valuable. And so, that's an important lesson for young women to learn anyway, no matter what oh, their background absolutely. is, is that when you create it and you share it, it's coming from a very personal part of who you are. I mean, and that's, there's very few things to me that are as beautiful as that is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me sad when I hear someone say, oh, well, I'm not creative. I don't, you know, I can't, I don't do that or whatever. I'm like, oh, but you could, mm-hmm. you could, and you should, like, you should just try yeah. it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that um, there's, 
you know, so much pressure and also in the social media age, there's so much comparison out there that a lot of times we feel like, well, if I'm not great at something that maybe I just won't even try, mm-hmm. um, we have to push past that, you know, and me, myself, you know, um, one of my greatest struggles has been pushing through, you know, those questions about whether or not my artwork is good enough. So I think that, you know, it's just, we have to be our our own biggest fan in a lot of ways. And we have to push through those things and know, you know, that there's room at the table for everybody's artwork. And, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to measure up to your idea of what you think is, is just, you know, perfect or gallery quality. Sure. I'm so glad that I grew up in a time where there wasn't social media because who knows what I would have thought, you know, if there were so many artists to compare myself to, you know, which I could compare, you could compare yourself to artists and art books and things like that, but it's different. It feels like that's history versus people who are alive here and now. And so you're like, I just can't imagine what it's like for younger girls or younger, younger kids in general, just to share their work. And that's one of the things that I think is so social media is so good for is that we now have a platform that artists can share things globally and anyone can see it, you know? And so it's a great opportunity that artists didn't have before, but also you have to work through that whole, okay, I'm not getting likes. I'm not getting comments Uh, yeah, Yeah. and still do it. Just be like, you know, that doesn't really matter to me. I love doing this. You know, I don't care if anyone else likes it or not. And yeah, you know, be vulnerable and share and that kind of thing. And I think that's one of the really beautiful things about seeing your work online, which you're, you're, you're like, I'm not sure if it's good enough. It's wonderful. I can't believe you say that, (laughs) which I mean, we all probably think that about the artists we know we're like, Oh, that's so great. But we, I think we all have that part of ourselves. We're like, Oh, no, this is yeah, very yeah. good. And, but- and that can change from day to day, you know, yes. depending on what, you know, what's happening in your life. You know, it's so funny. One one day you can feel like I'm on top of the world. And then the next day you're like, am I even an artist at all? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? You know? Why am I still doing this? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. So um, Uh, what would you say are, I mean, we've talked about so many great things, but what would you say was maybe one of your biggest trials through your art journey? Well, you know, I kind of mentioned a little bit about it earlier, but it's just getting, getting trapped in my own head you know, has always been my biggest obstacle. I am my biggest critic and really manage my thoughts a lot. That's why mental health is so important to me because I've always, uh, because of different things that have happened in my life, I've always battled anyway, a lot of insecurities and anxieties and, Mm -hmm. you know, so imposter syndrome, that's huge for me, you know, wondering if your artwork is, is it good enough? And then you know, whenever you do have the occasional client who's who's got negative feedback, you know, you, you can't, I've always struggled to let that take a toll on my confidence, you know, fighting the challenge to let that be an assault on my self-worth, yeah. uh, you know, that sort of thing. It's just, um, I have to really be mindful of uh, where I am in my head and, you know, to really, to be, to make up in my mind that, you know, this is, this is what I do. This is who I am. And, you know, it's good, you know, it's good yeah. enough and, yeah. and I'm enough, you know, yeah, and so yeah. just getting past those negative, negative thoughts, that's always been really, really tough for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that, that, and I kind of feel like, you know, through a lot of my reading, um, you know, like I like to read a lot of biographies of artists. I think, I think a lot of, I mean, just about Mm -hmm. every artist goes through that where they're like, you know, struggling to figure it out. 
you know, and there's this point where you're, you're just really unsure if it's even worthy of the energy and the time. And it's kind of a process in itself just to learn to value yourself, value your work Mm -hmm. and be brave. It is really an exercise that's, I I think, very valuable in itself, just just to process all of that and get over that anxiety, Mm -hmm. because I do the same exact thing. I'm the same way. Absolutely. I've gone through all of that the same way. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's that's interesting. And I can imagine, you know, like if there are any younger artists that are tuning into this podcast, you know, that I mean, I'm 42 or you're older as well, I'm, right? I'm 42. Yeah, same age. Yeah. And so we've been doing it for a little while now, and uh-huh. we we are still talking about this. <laughs> It is so funny because like when I think back about what I would be like at 42 and, you know, I I assumed that I would have life completely figured out (laughs) and I assumed that, you know, by the end I would, you know, I would know who I am and what I'm doing and where I'm going. (laughs) I think that that's always going to be, you're always going to be growing. You know, you're always going to be growing. If you're not growing, you know, you're, you're slowly dwindling away, but, and um, some days I wake up and I think, well, what am I going to be when I grow up? You know, At this age, still, still like, that way, you know, maybe, yeah. You know, maybe I should make cakes, or but then I remember I can't cook. You know, <laughs> so. you'll be in your eighties, like, oh, you know, do I still need to do this? <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe I should be an actress, or yeah. I just have the wildest, wildest thoughts about yeah. who I am as a person, and you know, um, so yeah, life is funny. The the tricks that it does to us and the, in the paths that it takes us down and how that, you know, we thought we'd be in one head space when we were a certain age. And that just, yeah. that really makes no difference. How <laughs> old you are. You're always morphing and changing. Yeah. And- yeah. So if anyone listening to this is in their twenties, just so you know, that doesn't stop. <laughs> oh, it never does. never does. It's part of the journey. <laughs> and be kind to yourself, you know, yeah. whenever, when you're questioning yourself, and your abilities and what you're going to do with your life and where art has has a place or doesn't have a place, you know, just kindness. You know, I've I've heard it so many times before that um, we're often more cruel to ourselves than we are to anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, we need to make sure that we make that a priority to to talk to ourselves like we would talk to a friend instead of all the time focusing in on the negative. Yeah. I wish that there was a podcast like this when I was younger (laughs) and that I heard it, you know, because I mean, it's one of those things. I think that that was my personal struggle as well. And, And that could be across the board for a lot of people that are artists and looking to do that for a living, you know, coming to that place where you're like, okay, I can do this. But then the very next day you're like, what am I doing? So what would you say, what would be a biggest success that you've had? Like something that may have validated your experience and you felt like, okay, this is, this is something that I can do. Well, you know, working with families to paint portraits that are you know meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you see the the peace that it can bring to somebody a measure of peace Mm. in their journey or or joy to a family that has lost somebody or painting a portrait of a home that that held so many memories for a child or um, a pet you know we love our fur babies too you know when when I can deliver something like that that just it brings a lot of a joy or peace to yeah. a person. That's that's a building block for me, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I try to just really focus on those and know that that's heart work, heart work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's important to me that I can do something that can be a blessing or benefit to others. And one of the the things that has occurred in the last year and a half and even during a pandemic, this crazy pandemic, <laughs> is that um, I've gotten out. I'm a very uh, introverted person, you know, and if I had my way, I would sit at home and be a hermit for the rest of my life, probably. And just <laughs> Me too. You know, yeah, 
<laughs> and uh, but pushing myself out of my element to collaborate with my community and create uh, an art guild in oh, for yeah. my county and that has been something that i'm very very proud of because learning and growing with other artists is something i didn't expect to be so uh, instrumental and important in my life but it has really, it's been wonderful. So we started this art guild probably about a year and a half ago, and I'm able to bring together people of different ages and backgrounds. And we all get together at least maybe a couple times a month. We yeah. paint, we create together, we discuss uh, challenges, we share ideas. That to me has, has just been phenomenal, phenomenal work. Yeah, yeah. And so that's something that I am so glad that I didn't stay in my own corner <laughs> and, and that we got out and pushed to do that. So that's something I'm proud of. I think that that hits on the nail on the head and I see where you're coming from. I've seen your posts about that art guild and I'm like, oh, I wish I lived there. <laughs> yeah. I would go. And it's just, you know, there's something to having community with other artists. And mm -hmm. even if you're not talking about art necessarily, you know, and just sharing your experiences as, as artists do, it's really empowering and validating. And you hear, you know, you see other people working through things and maybe they feel like they're struggling, but you can see, oh, you're not struggling, you're doing good. And, and you can kind of, you know, have a back and forth of support right there, realize, you know, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was or something. Oh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool because you'll you meet people that, you know, maybe you you didn't even know them before. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my favorite things that we do is we'll we'll have share at night. So uh, you can bring a, a piece or two of your artwork and we'll have the artist sit down and talk about, you know, how how they approach that artwork, what it means to you. And yeah. I have I have sat and watched so many artists who are hesitant to even share their artwork because they're afraid that it doesn't, you know, measure up to some of these other uh, artists that have been doing it forever. And you're sitting there and you want to scream. It's great. You yeah, know, you're it's like, wonderful. oh, I love it. <laughs> And you're like, oh, it's so awful how that happens. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it's really cool because you see people just kind of um, blossom and mm. um, open up. And, and you know, we we did uh, a couple of uh, plain air sessions. Oh, we took it, you know, our little downtown square area. Yeah. And we painted and it was so cool because people from the community would just kind of stop behind you and they'd kind of hover and kind of watch what you're doing. <laughs> and, and they'd say, you know, this is so awesome that artists are out in our community and that we're, we're able to see you do this and create pieces of artwork. Maybe you're painting, you know, a scene from the community. And uh, so that was just really cool to be able to do yeah. oh that gosh. and share that with the community in a very casual way. So, so um, just yeah. really enjoying what we're doing with the Art Guild. Now, what is the name of your Art Guild? It's the Pike County Art Guild. Okay. And um, just in case anyone is listening, where can they join? Where can, what can they do to get involved in the Guild? Uh, the, the Art Guild, our website is Pike County Art Guild. Dot com. Pretty simple to find. You know, I, I have learned since then that there are uh, other Pike counties in other states. <laughs> so <laughs> we make sure people are looking at Alabama. But yeah. uh, and then also, you know, our uh, we have a Facebook page, which is can be found easily by searching for Pike County Art Guild. Uh, but right now, our guild is very casual. We don't really have a very structured membership or anything like that. What we do and what I love about it is we gather up at one of my friends. He has an art studio downtown. Yeah. You know, we turn on some low chill music at night and we just kind of, you know, enjoy that time together. So, you know, it's just no pressure, just, just a really cool, chill place atmosphere to be. So. Yeah, if you're in that area, you should go check it out. <laughs> yes, you definitely should. That sounds awesome. 
Oh my goodness. So um, we've talked a lot about, you know, um, younger artists. What advice, what other than what we've talked about now, would you give someone now? I mean, like you're working, but your goal is to be full-time professional. Is that correct? Yes. What I I do is I work full-time for our university Mm -hmm. in our city. Uh, in IT. And then I also teach um, psychology online for the university. Okay. Uh, I am going to retire from my full-time job in about four years. And yeah. I am so excited to move into that new life period. And um, what I would say to, to younger artists is make your mental health a huge priority, mm-hmm. you know, And that may sound kind of odd, but, you know, like we've said, mental health is closely intertwined with the ability to create art. Yeah. So I would say really make that a priority. If you're in situations or relationships that maybe are damaging to you or negative or soul sucking, you know, seek out therapy and and know that you can make changes. You can make choices and changes in your life to improve it and just make sure that your headspace is really positive and nurturing Mm -hmm. because you know as I've said before art being so introspective you're going to have to be your biggest fan here Mm -hmm. you know you're going to have to tell yourself that you know there's space for you that you're worth it and so you know that would be my main suggestion and advice is just to really work on yourself and know who you are, who you want to be. Um, be a kind human. Be good to others. Mm-hmm. You know, um, work on those parts of yourself that that maybe are are sensitive or mm-hmm. or that just really need need you to change different patterns in your life. Be willing to work toward that because when you're when you're in a, a place in your life where you feel you know, that you have really paid attention to those areas, you know, it just, it makes your artwork even better. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you can let go of some of the stressors in your life and you know that you're dealing with those things, you know, it just makes you a better artist. Uh, And then also, I would also say expect negativity because it's going to come, you know, you're going to have naysayers. You're going to have people that just don't share your dream. Yeah. Um, but don't let that be an assault on your self-worth. Don't don't let that, you know, kind of convince you of anything other than that you're worthy and that that you can do this. So, you know, just really expect that and, and don't let it don't let it alter your path or change mm-hmm. you. Because people are going to be negative, you know, but then there's also going to be so many wonderful people that are supportive and great and, you know, surround yourself with those people. Yeah, 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 that's really good. That's really good advice, because that's so true. There's always going to be people who don't understand that path Mm -hmm. and that feel, I think, Because of our, particularly in the U.S., because of our idea of what success looks like and what that path to success looks like, that it's really hard on creative people to be brave enough to step outside of that and do something different, you know, like you don't have to necessarily work for a company for 30, 40 years and retire and then do art, you know, you can, you can do it along the way. You can, you know, choose to, you know, change your lifestyle and do it earlier than that. Or, you know, that kind of thing I feel like is such a struggle. That's a really great point. You, you, or you can also start when you're in an advanced age. Oh Yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, you, you don't, it doesn't, you're never too old. (laughs) Exactly. Art doesn't have to be something that you've done from the womb. You know, it can be something that you start exploring in your, you know, forties, fifties, sixties. It doesn't matter, you know? So, so yeah, there's, there's always opportunities to incorporate it into your life and, you know, it's never too late. Yeah. And just don't listen to those negative 
negative Nancy's out there who are, you know, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? You know, it just, they don't, they, they may not understand, but it doesn't mean that you're not worthy or valuable as an artist or as a person and right. it's not the right path, you know? Yeah. It's really good. And, you know, I think every kind of work that we do, um, it can be personal on a certain level, but art is just, it, it is a particularly personal thing, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, uh, it's something that you've, you've really got to show up for mm. and, and be aware of, of where you are in that journey. You know, you, you really got to know who you are, who you're striving to be, yeah. where you're striving to go with your artwork. And, you know, even if nobody shares your same dream, you just, you got to push on. Yeah. And know that it's, you know, it's worth it. And there are also so many different paths within that creative sphere, you know, like just because you don't have your art in an art gallery somewhere, it doesn't mean that you're not doing well at it or you're not doing, you know, you're not, you can't be successful at it. You know, there's illustration and graphic design and all kinds of things that could be a possibility and a way to express yourself. So, you know, and a lot of I think a lot of people don't understand that they they see that one path, you know, like Picasso or Van Gogh or, you know, you struggle and you're the starving artist and then you become famous Uh and it's very rare, you know, and so just realizing that there's more to it in, and there's all sorts of possibilities. Right. Do you have any events or things coming up where um, people can find your art? Well, you know, this pandemic is, is crazy. So (laughs) a lot of things are not um, going on like they, they were before, but we're just, you know, we're continuing to have sessions with our art guild. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we'll be there for that we'll be doing and just encouraging and learning from other artists. And then, you know, I can be found on my website, kittysmothers.com. And then I also have an Etsy shop. And my Etsy shop is more of my personal work, still lives, florals, a lot of work that's just personally meaningful to me. It's kind of where I play, where I play, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I got to play with some different things. And and, uh, so I can be found in my Etsy shop. You can just go to Etsy and and look for Kitty Smothers Art. And then also Facebook and Instagram. I'm easily found there. So uh, that's where I am. That's where I'll be. And, and I'm just looking forward to doing more. I can't wait for, for spring to get here. You know, um, got a, got a garden I'm planting. You know, <laughs> yeah. Gardening is a, is a recent uh, new adventure for me and um, kind of looking forward to, to creating more artwork that is inspired by the garden and time in my, in my garden. And yeah. so plein air, things like that, just a lot of exciting plans coming up. Sure, sure. And I've noticed that you've also been, I believe that you've been taking photos of some flowers and things like that. Is that in your garden or around the area that you've been, I guess they're going to be reference images possibly? Possibly so, you know, um, <laughs> we, we've had a really, like everybody else, you know, we've had a, a rough couple of years. Um, yeah. Last year uh, or the year before my husband, he, he had COVID pneumonia and then um, in April, I think of last year, he was diagnosed with colon cancer. Oh yeah. And um, you know that was that was a really hard thing. And up until that point, it's so funny. But up until that point, I didn't have the first plant in my yard. <laughs> Nothing at all planted. I had never grown a thing. Always, you know, called myself Black Thumb. Yeah. But it just, for some reason, I knew that when he was going through his treatments. Um, I needed to do something that would keep, 
you know, my headspace clear. And so, you know, I thought, well, if we're going to be at home a lot and, and, you know, he may not be feeling well and I I need to be home for him, then I'm not just going to sit in the house and watch TV all day. You know, I'm going to get out and, and, maybe gardening, maybe improving my yard, you know, and I think a lot of people have gone to the garden um, since COVID started because we're, we're stuck at home more, you know, so uh, I, I just started landscaping and starting a flower bed and that just, I'm kind of crazy like that. Like sometimes things I'll get an idea and then it becomes, okay, I'm all the way in now. Yeah. I'm spending <laughs> lots of money. It's my new thing. Yeah. So it easily erupted and blew up. <laughs> just a huge passion project. Um, so yeah, I started planting and growing flowers and, and now I've got plans for this food garden and, um, so yeah, it's, it's lots of fun oh, awesome. to learn new things yeah. and, and grow and change. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, and that's another point too, is that as artists, we need to, you know, not just be focused in on our art, but experience life and all that comes with it and gardening, which I am a total black thumb. I'll go ahead and admit it. <laughs> you can learn. You can learn. <laughs> but uh, I, the, the idea of doing that is just so exciting to me. And I love, of course, I love flowers. And I love nature, you know. And so, um, and my my husband's actually a really great gardener and can do all of those things. So I can see how that would be very enriching, you know, and and I could see it ending up being in your art too, you know, being that kind of. Yeah you know, flowers and even, you know, if you're doing a vegetable garden, I mean, how beautiful would that be to paint, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm probably more for the aesthetics of it than I am for even eating the food that comes from the garden. (laughs) Because like, I can imagine that, that I'm just going to be taking photos of these baskets of tomatoes, you know, just (laughs) Look at these beautiful tomatoes that I've grown, you know. So it it, it really is like a creative thing for yeah, me. It's yeah. Like it's, it's creating an environment that is inspiring and beautiful. And, you know, like somebody has said to me before, they're like, oh, your garden is so beautiful. And I'm like, I don't show y'all all the dead stuff. Yeah. Because there's tons of dead stuff too, you know. <laughs> I'm just showing you the highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is beautiful. Just don't look over there. <laughs> Lots of death over there, you know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Great graveyard of salvia. <laughs> oh no. Um, so who is a favorite artist of yours? Well, uh, let's see. Hard to choose. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to choose. I've always loved Frida Kahlo. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I always loved her, her self-portraits. And, you know, I love art that is uh, female figures, you know, things like that. So I've always loved hers. Hers has a story behind her, her paintings. Oh, and yeah. I love that. I mean, what a crazy story. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, Frida's Frida's life was just so interesting, but also uh, more of a modern artist that I have gotten interested in is Mary White, W-H-Y-T-E. She's a watercolorist, but she has a whole series of paintings of blue collar portraits. So people that are just, you know, they're doing um, jobs like peanut farming and women cooking and, you know, things that a a man selling watermelons or an old theater, a a guy running a theater. For some reason, these portraits just, I don't know, they just really speak to me. I guess it's because I, you know, my family are mostly blue collar workers and I just, I see it's so inspiring to me to see people in their own element and their regular yeah. daily lives. So Mary White is an artist that I'm really excited about. I love her artwork. That sounds awesome. Yeah, you definitely should. She's 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 got some wonder wonderful work. Do you have a favorite art book? Let's see. Right now, it would be uh, Mary Cassatt's uh, Mothers and Children. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. There, there's, um, I just got that. I'm a huge Amazon prime shopper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> so uh, that book came, uh, two or three weeks ago and it's just filled with beautiful images of oh, women, children, yeah. and just beautiful. So inspiring to me. Yeah. Uh, and you know, as a mom, those images just speak to me. Sure. And so sure. I love, love that oh, book. I love Mary Cassatt. And when you said that, I was like, of course she likes Mary Cassatt because your work actually does kind of feel that way. Have you oh, ever much. felt that way? Oh, much. No, I really, you the know, textures and colors and the way that her work is. Well, I strive to really, I want to focus on her work more and maybe do some master studies because what mm-hmm. I really love about her is her soft edges on, mm-hmm. on her portraits, uh, the pastel colors in some yeah. of them, just the way that she approaches the form and just yeah. there's such an aura yeah. about these portraits. Your work is like that. <laughs> Your work Thank is you like so that. That's a huge compliment for me. That's a huge compliment for me. But um, I can only dream, you know. No, you are going there. You really are. I hadn't made that connection for some reason, which is so odd because I, I love Mary Cassatt and I've always thought, you know, I just love Kitty's work and the way that the looseness of it and your brush strokes and the light and the way you're capturing you know people's faces and the the form of their face and the way that you're you're capturing that I'm like how does she do that that is that's a huge compliment I really really appreciate that I just you know I love I've just always loved faces and Mm. you know Mary Cassad is just she's an ultimate hero Oh, that's amazing. I, I, you, you, <laughs> you had to put that in your, like, on your website, you know, inspired yeah. by America's side. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, though, if I want to say that, though. People I know. Are gonna be like, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Um, as a fellow artist who has been looking at Mary Cassatt's work for some time, I feel you're, you're there, you're there. I think it's really, that's so interesting that you've got that kind of vibe going. And like you said, sort of an impressionist and the light, I think it's the light and the texture for me personally, when I look at your work, that kind of, kind of gives that feeling, you know, and Mary Cassatt's work is so like you said, mothers and children and just, you know, some of that real life kind of moments too. And it just feels so soft and and warm, you know, well, um, thank you for coming to this art talk and talking with me about this. I, I have really enjoyed it. And Heck, maybe one day we'll do it again, you know, but um, great. I really appreciate you doing this. And this has been a really good interview and so much great information for all the artists out there. And um, if you're looking for portraiture, go see Kitty Smothers because holy cow, I'm telling you, you should check it out. Um, but that's it. Uh, thank you for doing this with me and um so much april i really appreciate what you're doing to you know bring artists together and and to have people hear their perspectives that's just huge thank you for listening to art talk with april i hope you enjoyed the show please subscribe 